Hey everybody, welcome to the very second Six Feet Under Guest Game. Hooray! Alright, hey. alright. Uh, I, Ironicus, am here with Medibot, Poor Weather, A Wooden Palisade, and Ambisagris from our regular crew. And we are joined by our two very special guests, the uh, credited authors of Dungeon War... Uh, excuse me. Oh, no. Two very different people. <laughs> the credited authors of Inverse World, here to play a session of that very game. Amazing. Hooray. We got some pull, folks. <laughs> the, the pull of just, like, hitting up people on Twitter. Hey, you want to play with us? Yes. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, who's, who's winning we the polls right now? Who's, who's higher in the polls right now? Oh, man. Um, it's, it's a straw poll, so it's really whoever has the deepest pockets. Ah, uh, political system's fucked. Yep. <laughs> in any case, special guests, in case uh, people listening are listening to this before the other, please introduce yourselves as you'd like to be introduced. Uh, hello, I am Gnome. I am the main author of Inverse World, and I'm hoping to have a lot of fun today. And uh, I'm Mekon, or Tablehop. People know me as both, and I am one of the other authors of Inverse World, and I'll be running the game today. Fantastic. Let's uh, start with our uh, characters then. A actually, we should start because this is our first Powered by the Apocalypse game we've played for the show. Just like a quick rundown of what that means, I guess. Seems appropriate? Yeah, that sounds fine. Anyhow, uh, a few years ago, uh, out came a game called Apocalypse World that has a uh, 2d6 plus stat resolution, three-tiered success, and it was designed to... Uh, really facilitate a fiction-first uh, play style and to tell a very focused sort of uh, genre story, and it was open for people to uh, make any sort of hacks they, as they wished, and then that took off like wildfire, including a game called Dungeon World, which turned that into a uh, traditional D&D-style uh, fantasy game, and that sold like hotcakes. So people started on uh, making supplements for that, which is where Inverse World came along, though it is a very different game and has its own uh, setting, obviously, as we talked about earlier, and uh, its own design decisions that I think are pretty great. Uh, so that yeah. was actually pretty quick and painless. <laughs> I, like, I like this uh, system a lot, honestly. We're probably going to be revisiting a lot of games with the same lineage, over the course of the show, because boy, are there a million of them. And a lot of them are fun. A lot of them, yeah. There's a pretty great uh, hit-to-miss ratio, honestly. I feel like the Apocalypse world and like the games that have sprouted off of it strike a really good medium between, you know, very number-heavy games like D&D um, &D and 13th Age and that kind of thing, and the more story-gaming stuff. Like, I guess my, all my experience with real story gaming stuff is like Fiasco, but still. Yeah, like fiasco or Fate would be another one. Yeah. Oh, also, I guess we didn't even mention, if you like Inverse World, you can buy its uh, Dungeon World version or out very recently, as of time of recording, uh, its Fate version, uh, both on Drive-Thru RPG and both in print, probably by the time this is uploaded. Hopefully, um, yes, we have I'm high crossing hopes. my fingers. <laughs> cool. At least one of which in print. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the book is cursed. Cool. Let's just put it that way. It's cursed. 
All right, so uh, I'll start. I uh, took the Captain playbook, and so I am playing as Captain Humphrey. He's a uh, uh, merfolk fella. Takes he, he looks a bit like a blowfish. He's got spines uh, that are sort of a hairstyle, and he's a big round fella. And he is uh, sailing the high seas because he seeks a life of adventure. And uh, he's just one of those guys. Uh, his ship is named the Unheeding 3. The original Unheeding was captured by pirates. The Unheeding 2 uh, was wrecked when it rammed uh, the Unheeding 1 in a, a battle of revenge. And now he's on the Unheeding 3. So we'll, ha- <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Uh, <laughs> it has a long and storied history. Yeah, he's been on this boat for like three years and nothing's happened yet. I mean... If we don't get up to... If this were a campaign, uh, the the name of the ship would probably just follow the level of Captain Humphrey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Who wants to go next? If you don't count the first two unheedings. Yeah. Um, I can go next. Uh, I am playing as a Rain Lord, which are a... They are essentially like people made of liquid and they have powers over rain and stuff. Mine is a gelatinous construct created as the prototype for a new form of assassination bioweapon. His body is an ever-shifting mass of black and blue swirls with several glowing eyes floating seemingly randomly throughout of it. Uh, his main we- weapon is a bunch of nails that he keeps in his guts that he can shoot out at everyone. Um, and he's joined up with Captain Humphrey and his crew driven partially to find a reason for his existence and partially just to have an outlet for all the urges, the violent urges programmed into him. He has the jet-operated nail expulsion system, but you can call him Osmosis Jones. <laughs> good night, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> good run. I think I'll go next, then. Um, <laughs> How do you follow that? Well, actually, I think have I wanted to go for that, because my character is Catalina Ray. She is playing the Lantern playbook, but she's not actually a Lantern. See, the Lanterns are this religious organization in Inverse World that is all about controlling the light, and they have pieces of the light god Sola hanging around with them. Catalina stole one of those. She also stole Jones, and she is basically a, um, sort of a, I'm losing words right now. She's on the run, and she's on the unheeding. Because the Unheating, you know, can use the sort of firepower of a death water golem and, you know, a light-powered thief who can also fly because she can ride on top of the piece of light she stole. Life on the high sky is a, is a good way to be as a uh, fugitive. You're never in one place for too long. Yeah. Oh yeah, for a description, um, Catalina is one of the earth blessed folks, which basically means that her skin is like metallic copper. Her eyes are like little emerald gems, and uh, she's short, androgynous. Um, she wears a bunch of loose clothing, and she hangs out with a glowing light who is her best friend that she has named Spooks. Spooks can shoot lasers. That's about it. All right. Um, hearing no, uh. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Volunteers. Medibot, tell us about Pallet. Alright, so I'm, uh, I'm using the Golem playbook for my character. My character's name is Pallet, uh, who came into existence after a reclusive and long-lived artist, um, after just 
painting and painting away for, you know, 100, 150 years. Eventually enough spilled, dripped, mixed paint got together uh, that it gained uh, form and sentience. And upon realizing this, the artist uh, sent this creature out into the world uh, to attempt to understand the nature of the world and its own nature uh, through the art of painting. And Pallet has joined up with Captain Humphrey because, you know, going around on, on a ship seems like a good way to see a lot of different things. Pallet's hoping that, you know, you know, exciting things, beautiful things, dangerous things, ugly things, all sorts of things for Pallet to paint. I'm sure the ship is covered in colors. <laughs> we don't get a lot of stealth it, okay? jobs. Uh, so, let's so put Pallet, it that way. Pallet is a uh, is is a like I said, I'm using the the Golem playbook and is made entirely out of paint. All right, Pallet's pretty cool. So uh, tell us about Kid. Yeah. Um. So I'm using the Sky Dancer playbook and. Uh, my character is Kid, and she's a smallish girl who loves adventure and is constantly looking to expand her horizons and just see something new. And she has a, a really big drive to for fame, pretty much. Like She wants people to talk about her regardless of what they're saying, as long as they're talking. And... Uh, <clears throat> she joined Captain Humphrey's crew a while ago after hearing the stories of his past two ships and kind of thinking like, all right, this guy's used some pretty good adventure. I wonder how the third ship is going to, you know, blow up. So <laughs> she really is just kind of sticking around to see how things unfold, hey. but, you know, having a great time. And she's his first mate. So. Yep. Pretty, pretty yep, good. Yep, yep. Pretty, you know, she 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 likes it. You know, it's not like just just hanging around for temporarily, but good adventures come with Captain Humphrey. So you got that right. I'm probably around temporarily. I'm pretty sure Cat's on the run. <laughs> uh, poor mother. Tell us about your character, please. Uh, a second. Um, okay. My character is Illyrica, maker of dreams, and she is a mechanic. Uh, she is a relatively mundane-looking human inventor with slightly theatrical dress. Um, she joined the crew originally because she, for the opportunity to travel, because she is currently um, traveling the world to demonstrate her latest invention, which is an incredible machine that she claims can do literally anything. I will leave a description of the machine if you want to hear it. I would love to, Absolutely. personally. <laughs> It is a large, dark-colored box made of an unknown metal on wheels, adorned with a number of very complicated-looking widgets, wires, and cogs all over the surface. It has a number of small holes where presumably tools and weapons come out from. There is an impressive command chair mounted on the top, covered in lots of dangerous-looking buttons and levers. Now, uh, the mechanic playbook, uh, it, it gives you basically a fighting mech suit. Is the machine that? Yes, that is what I am. All right. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So I guess I'm going to uh, now just sort of uh, abdicate my self-appointed MC position and let our GM take over for the rest of the show. 
yeah, I guess I should get started then. Uh, we'll we'll kind of get right into Inverse World because one of the things I think is real neat about it is that you figure it out as you go along. So we're not going to sit and just explain it all away. We're just going to run right into it. So, okay, I think I'm all set. That was prep time. Yeah, that was my entire prep time. I haven't done anything all week. Okay. All right. Drink up, me hearties, yo Hey, all right. Uh, just a little. I, I do love the classics. So, uh, <laughs> a little pirate humor, you know. Yeah. All right. So, Inverse World is made up of three real big locations. You've got kind of the cloud ring, which is full of clouds and water and air. You've got the floating islands, and then the world crust, which is this huge rock sky. You can't see the sun because the sun sits at the bottom of the world, and you fall into it. It's a very dangerous place to live in, Mm -hmm. and it's an even more dangerous place when you have three airships right on your tail. And you have to make your way through the floating islands and make sure that you don't slam into any of them or any of the other weird assorted things that fly through the sky. Uh, Captain Humphrey, why are you being pursued by three different airships? Well, you know, not every job is as simple as, you know, steal from uh, person A and sell it to, to client B. Uh, sometimes there's a C and a D in there. See, we had to steal... Uh, what's currently on our ship uh, from uh, the ship that's chasing us nearest. But in order to do that, we needed parts from uh, the government of a different island. So they're uh, after us for for that intermediary step. And the uh, third ship is a private vessel that's after us because they want the same thing we stole. It sounds like you've been really busy. Business I mean, is I good. might have helped. I feel like I <laughs> stole in a couple extra things, but Captain doesn't know about that. So I'm glad you did, though. This is this is nice. I can do a good shadow study with this piece. <laughs> we got you know three ships following us, painted by the horizon. So it's not too bad yet. They're kind of moving at you know floating speed. There's no reason to go fast if they've got you where they want you. And they feel like they do, even though they're not really working together. Uh, You can see that coming up is a very dense island pattern. You've got the the breeze going through your hair. You've got some kind of weird burning smell coming from up above. And you can feel the light of the sun from beneath you warming everything up. So it's kind of a calm, relaxing airship chase, if that makes any sense. (laughs) But it's about, oh yeah, the burning smell. Something, it's hard to see the islands coming up. Your vision seems obscured by smoke. And uh, you're going to have to do something about that if you don't want to actually slam into something. What do you do? Well, thankfully, I have a power just for this. Come on, Spooks, let's, uh, let's go clear the path for it. We got this. So uh, me and Spooks are going to come up. And I'm going to have Spooks go out there, and I'm going to bend the light to uh, make it brighter. You know, light up the place. Sort of 
get the clouds out of there. I'm gonna, let's see, bend light. I'm going to praise the light until it draws close to fill an area with lights. Okay. Rolling dice. I got a five and a four, which is a nine. And then we add my charisma. It gives me a total of ten. So it sounds like you do very well then. Yep, the chosen effect works perfectly. I have lit up the area. All right, so with a flash of light, you see everything come into clear, perfect view. There are islands in front of you that somehow, despite being made primarily out of rock and metal structures and not a whole lot of vegetation, have just gone up in flames. Thankfully, the ships pursuing you seem to have at least been kind. They're still obstructed by the smoke. You've managed to clear it out for yourself. All right. That's good news. Because uh, we've, we're just going to sail around that and use it for cover. Uh... That's probably a good idea, uh, especially because if, you, if you're to look back and look at those ships, one of them seems to be... I don't know what the airship equivalent of peeling out would be, but it is <laughs> totally doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's revving up air it's drifting giant to try fan. to turn around, yeah. Giant fan. And the other two, you could, if you, if any of you are able to see that far, you know, I don't know between your, uh, your golemness and your made out of water and rusty nailsness, that kind of thing. Uh, if you're able to see that far, people look like they're in a panic. I'd probably be in a panic if a whole cluster of islands was on fire, too, honestly. I'm not, not going to lie there. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, pursuers seem uh, concerned about... I don't know. Something concerning. <laughs> they what do say you, Captain? Yes. Uh, well, I think it's time to... Uh, I want to sail right through the soot so it covers up our paint. Okay. And then blend in with the, the locals on these burning islands. I think and everyone should get I, below I'll, decks uh, for this. I'll go below decks for that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, it's gonna smell awful. Oh, breathing's gonna be hard with that much smoke. Oh, I guess, yeah, that too. Okay, uh, then it sounds like... I, I, just I mean, I've gotta stay at the wheel, so it sounds like I'm defying danger. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Alright. Let's see, um... I'm enduring, so it sounds like it's going to use my con mod. Makes sense to me, yeah. So, uh, that's a straight-up seven. Seven. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with Dungeon World or Powered by the Apocalypse, when someone rolls a seven through nine, it gets a little complicated. It's still good. You succeed. At a cost. Right. You're you're perfectly able to get through the smoke and get where you need to, but it's looking ugly and you wish it weren't because these islands shouldn't be so close together. Uh, typically the islands, they kind of have a set rotation, a set orbit mm-hmm. that they go through around. These look like they've been connected by strings of silk, uh... Or something similar, something very, just a kind of a thin consistency. Hmm. They've been chained together. And none of the silk is burning. It could be 
It could be a, a, a silver moth. Uh, oh. yep. Sure could be. Um, but I'm more worried <laughs> about our pursuers right now. I thought those were extinct, uh, How well are, are we blending in with the, uh, with the local ships that, that have been dealing with this cloud, I imagine, for as long as it's existed? That's the problem. You don't see any other ships. This was a poor plan, fellas. <laughs> Your pursuers don't seem to be following you in, if that helps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're hiding in the smoke clouds now. So this congrats is a on better freezing. plan, alright. <laughs> uh, but you do want to be careful, because you're, you're now flying through the islands with this weird, stringy connectors. Uh, is anybody able to get over there and take a closer look? Uh, first mate, kid. Hey you, kid. Kid. Uh, yes, yes, captain. Uh, go check out those tethers. I mean, usually they get chains for the chaining. I, I want to know what's up with this. Uh, absolutely. Um, in that case, I'd like to, uh, take watch. Actually, I in the sky, I get plus one to, when I look around from high above, so... Climb up uh, like a higher point on the ship and kind of try to scout around with my binoculars and uh, see what I can see. So it's what, 2d6 for everything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was it the 4 and the 2? Yeah. Okay, so I got 6 plus... I think your wisdom if you're one. looking about. Alright, my wisdom. Okay, in that case then it should be 6 plus 3. So 9. Okay. It looks... It's hard to see through some of the smoke, though thankfully Spooks is making sure to keep that at bay in your general area. So it looks like if you were to very carefully pilot the ship through here, you might be able to make it unscathed. Unfortunately, you don't see anybody else around on these islands. You see metal structures that were probably homes. You see stone structures that look like some kind of ruins almost. Like they've been, they were like this long before the fire. But you don't see any people. So they all seem like they've been abandoned for, for a while or, or very recently? Very recently. Hmm. Captain, I don't, uh, I don't see anyone around here at all. And it's the perfect hideout. Look for a place to land. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Uh, there are about four islands connected together. And when we say islands, we're talking probably, I mean, just miles and miles and miles across, as far as you can see at this point. Uh, some of them have gotten less of the fire than others. They've almost been insulated. So if you were to kind of take your time, it would be really easy to find somewhere to land. What if it split apart? It could have. Does it what are you, look what like... are you looking for in a landing location? Uh, something near a point of interest. This uh, seems like one of the many things in the sky that uh, calls out to an adventuresome man such as myself. I gotta solve this mystery. And you know, a, a place to stash our ill-gotten wares it would be nice. Yeah, uh, one of the neat things about these islands is if you're careful and if you look right, you'll find that some of them are actually hollow inside. 
and it is amazingly easy to hide inside a hollow island. You just want to make sure there's nobody else in there first. Soul is smiling on us, folks. So yes, in any of these islands, you'll find little little openings and little clusters of openings that you could land in easily. Definitely landing inside one of these islands. Uh, especially one with, uh, let's say, less burning. One of the less burning ones. It can still be pretty burning. You know, the burning's like a deterrent. But I mean, not I too, none of not these are burning. not burning, so the, the less right. burning. Okay, then. So you're probably going to go towards the bottom, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bottom... The bottom's a bad idea. The bottom is where all the vegetation is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's where the fire's going to be starting, huh? Yeah. So you might want to look a little more top-wise. I think that's a word. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, your crew scatters about. They've got to get all of this together. They have to get the sails ready. They have to get, you know, the propulsion engine stopped. So they're scattered about. They're running around. They're screaming at each other. They're not real thrilled about the idea of stopping on a burning island, but you're the captain. Yeah, this... Except for Kid. Kid kind of finds it exciting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Cat's is... pretty okay with this so far, too. I mean, this is going to staff some the thing is, So the thing is, like, Kid, when she's when she's on, like, any adventure with Captain Humphrey, she kind of always, like, she's, she's on a lookout for, like, that moment that, like, shit's going to go bad. Because she's just, like... She's really excited for like that that time where like the ship's gonna crash and blow up or something terrible's gonna happen. This might be the end, you know. So she's like, "Is this it? Is this it?" Nah, probably not. But still, it's <laughs> thrilling to her, you know. It's... I can't tell if she has a death death wish or if she just likes seeing. Not so break. much because she she's she's pretty good at getting out of trouble. Like she's <laughs> she just she likes to watch. She's never really been in like <laughs> you know like death deathly trouble before. But maybe she could leave other people in deathly trouble if, if you know. Nah, she's not that specific. Those... She's just uh, she 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 thinks she can get out pretty safely at any time. She might be a little too naive. She can in fly. That. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Like a sky dancer can kind of bail on people fairly easily. Being able to fly is just it. what I look yeah. for in my loyal crew. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, she's not she's not actually that sadistic. She just in the back of her head, she's like she's like. I could thinking like, be. Oh, is this the one? Is this it? You know. Oh, but... I could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! She slows down every time she sees a crashed car to go look at it on the highway. Yeah, yeah okay. kind of. All right. So yes, the the ship slows down. You find a landing point, and your crew seems almost too prepared for this. Uh, one of them, an accountant kind of figure, older woman with uh, kind of like catfish whiskers. She stops, and she's already got the numbers for how much it's going to cost to buy the unheating four. <laughs> she just hands it off without a word. I don't know why I hired a crazy cat lady. But... <laughs> and uh, they decide they're going to stay on the ship. All right. I guess I'm taking volunteers. Who's with me? I'm with I'm you, in. Captain. Me and Spooks have yeah, got this. No, I wanna... We will explore. We will cover the ground. Jones? Jones wobbles out from under the deck. You, with the box. She rides the box outward in the creek. Probably better than burning to death. That is one thing you can do. We can mark that off the list. You are so far not entirely lying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, the, the, the captain heads forward uh, with a... Uh, actually, does that move... 
Okay, um... No, I guess this doesn't fit. Uh... No, just tell me what you're gonna do, and then we'll see if the move I was wondering if chart the... I, I, I want to head toward one of the ruins, because ruins are always interesting. And I was just wondering to myself if chart the course would be an appropriate move. Or, I mean, this is a place... Pretty sure this is when you use it. Yeah, we're setting yeah. out of the new journey. You chart the course. When you plan oh, yeah. the route. Okay. Uh, while all of the, the sails were being trimmed and, and the uh, mooring lines were being cast, the, the captain was planning this route and uh, using his spyglass uh, over to the, the distance between where they uh, moored and, and this ruin. So I'm going to roll plus whiz. Uh, and that's a... Seven. With my wisdom, thankfully. <laughs> base yeah. roll of five is not great. Not great. Uh, Alright, so... Do, do, do. I get to hold two map. So I uh, have hold and I can spend it as things come up later. Awesome. And they will come up, I promise. <laughs> so we're headed toward a, a more interesting looking ruin on this slightly less burning island. Yes, so... On this island, uh, it's weird. As you actually land and start to make your way a little bit inland, like the tops of most islands, it is rocky, craggy. Uh, looks like people are trying really hard to live there when it is not an easy proposition. But the burning smell almost goes away as you walk in. Which is odd, because you're surrounded by flaming islands at this point. You know, they don't make them like they used to. Uh. <laughs> I think Kat's going to take her bandana and wipe, wrap it around her mouth, so uh, she can breathe in all the smoke easier. That's probably a good idea. I don't know if everybody else has bandanas, but, you know, if you want to learn by example. The, the captain has definitely wrapped a, uh, a flame retardant sort of rag around his wooden hand. <laughs> That's a That's good idea. A, yeah. <laughs> you had like a tarp wrap around there? Yeah. So hey, Jones, is... cover me, okay? <laughs> Jones is ready to make it rain, if, ne if need be. Jones is getting steamed. <laughs> there is one thing that really grabs your attention. It's uh, There's kind of built into the cliffside here. Mm -hmm. There's an entrance that seems to go a little further down, and it's lit. It's lit, huh? So this is maintained, or at least it was made or at least by people. A fire down there. Lit, yeah, lit by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the outside. The outside's incredibly lit. Well, it might be safe. It might be dangerous. It's up to you. Hmm, I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh. I say as I recite my move. <laughs> uh, when you spend when you spend a moment surveying an area, ask the GM two of the following questions. The GM must answer truthfully. Fine. <laughs> Question number one: Are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, what here is the biggest threat to me? Okay, staying on top of these islands is going to be dangerous. There's something, basically if you look around, you'll notice that while the fire is spreading, none of these silver, these kind of silken linings are catching fire. Hmm. So there's something weird going on with those. So they're either magical or 
flame proof in some way or another. Right. Giant moth. Giant mm. spider. And what can I see that Giant no one else spider. can? Oh, that's actually that's a really good question. If you were to look deeper into that lit area, there's flickers now and then. Shadows. Signs of movement. Hmm. The Something signs of like a, like a light flickering, like another fire, or like actual, like like a something constructing light, casting it's, shadows. It's like something's casting shadows. Hmm. You get the feeling there's somebody or something down there, Captain. Ah oh, well. Uh, uh, I also have a bad feeling about this, but if we just go back to the ship, that's the most boring adventure ever. Onward. <laughs> Can't say I disagree. <laughs> Kid kind of uh, cracked your knuckles. Yeah. All right. So if you head in, if you were to head in, uh, I'm actually going to give you all a picture here so we can kind of get on the same page, and then I'll describe what we're looking at. All right. It looks completely out of character for an island like this. There are there's lush vegetations. There are these weird, like wooden structures with leaves all over them that you don't really see on top of the islands. Uh, people might call them trees. <laughs> uh, there are shrubs and bushes. There are there's water through here, and it's not moving up like water is supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it seems Welcome like Welcome to Inverse World people. <laughs> and it seems like it's lit by Sola, but you're inside the island. I'd really hate to flush a toilet in Inverse World. <laughs> it tells what you did as it moves up too. That's the worst part. <laughs> See, because the, the rain is messages from from God. Uh, <laughs> Alright, Kat's keeping her eyes peeled because if it's lit up like bright like solar light, there's probably a solar piece here. And she wants to steal that. Spooks could use a friend, or may- maybe just make Spooks bigger. You can always use bigger Spooks. Spooks is great. <laughs> if there were another piece and Spooks took it, would Spooks still be Spooks? It's <sighs> a good question, isn't it? He'd be double Spooks. Double mm. Spooks? Spooks too. This this is all very mysterious. I want to discern some realities about what's going on here. Okay. And, uh, oh, snap. That's a 13, yo. Good roll. Yeah, it is. That all right, let's hear some questions. I get to ask three questions. Uh, what happened here recently? Not a whole lot of anything. It should be on fire. It should be... It should look like something has lived here. There is nothing going on. What here is not what it appears to be? Hmm. It doesn't feel warm like Sola does. When you're out in the light of Sola, it's like you're being hugged, almost. It's that kind of warm comfort. It's cold in here. And now, the in-character question. What here is valuable to me? I think those trees, do you know how rare wood is? Yeah, pretty much everything is valuable here. If you could colonize this place or sell it to the right people, you would live like kings. Or if we could just, like, haul this island away from this chain. It's possible. Just this one. 
I get the tow cable. Yeah, a plan is stirring inside my brain, me hearties. Right. We just have to disconnect all that silk crap all around the outside of the island, and we can just take it away. Yeah. Let's float, you know. I mean, over, it seems to be uh, flame-proof, so we could just yeah repurpose it to use it as a tow and just tow this whole island away. Yeah. Can we? Can we saw it? Can we? Uh, just we'll like, have to go check, I think. Yeah, do we have giant yeah, scissors enough? Let's go check out some of the silk. Hey, poor one, does your magic box have anything for cutting giant silk strands? Um, it, it has a drill, kind, kind of. It could. Would, a, would a saw be good? A drill might work. You can drill for a giant silk sand, I mean... Yeah, I'm I think sure it's big enough. Possible. Oh yeah, it's, it's about as... Oh. Each individual one is about as thick as probably... Alright. I mean, it's thick. No one can look at the drill while it's being used, though. It's very dangerous. It'll harm your eyes irrevocably. I can't look at it? Are you serious? Yeah, you can't (laughs) look at the drill. She's a nervous driller. You know, you can't look, you can't talk. I look at the drill. Just the amount of sparks and the amount of just, you know, um, technological magic feedback, it's terribly dangerous, okay? Kid not being one to follow the rules is going to peak anyway. I'm gonna just look. Cat okay. likes her eyes. She'll take this warning and look away. I wheel the machine over to um to the uh the the, the strand in such a way that it is facing away from the party, so they can't really see. And open up the front, and you hear what sounds like a bumping sound. It's like some heavy breathing, and eventually That's it is cut. The captain's very glad he's not looking. <laughs> Everyone who looks can never unsee what happened, but it does cut through. Hey, that's one down. Where's the rest? Uh, there's, that's a proof of concept right there. I'm counting that as a win. Yeah, there's only about, you know, two, three hundred connecting each island. Gosh. All right, off to a great start. All right, we'll be here all night, folks. Our pursuers have, like, ceased in their pursuit, correct? As far as you can tell, yes. As far as we can tell. If they haven't, I mean, I can shoot lasers, and we've got Jones over here with his nail cannon. We can probably keep him at bay. I mean, speaking of cannons, we've been through scrapes before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we also have cannons on the ship. Just a slightly dented-looking spade for two balls out of the box before being quickly pushed back in. Glad I wasn't looking. Kid also really enjoys uh, whenever she has an opportunity to uh, fly to a nearby ship and try and take it over. You'll get a one day, kid. And that's like the affectionate kid, not like your name, kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's more or less how the nickname came about anyway. <laughs> if you're going to go like board a ship and fly onto it, I, I'm game to join you sometime. Stealing a ship sounds rad. <laughs> Same... What a fun! I did it once. No one actually knows if she's done it once. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll get an opportunity. Yeah. Right now they're kept at bay though, which is good. Yeah. Not for long though. The smoke does seem to be clearing up. Oh dear. Uh, We'd better get back to the ship as quickly as possible. Actually, could you cut off a bit of the the strand so we can take it with us? For it might be good to try and figure out what it's made of. I could cut off some it's... more if you wanted, I suppose. Yeah, rather than just cutting right. it, cut off a piece. Yeah. I bring the I bring the machine back over to it and whisper and like into the surface. This time, remember to make the sound. 
and then the machine can then you hear a, so- a sound of someone, a sound that sounds sort of like something going followed by several thumps, and then the piece comes off. <laughs> Great. Well, this is good. And now Palette has his own possession. <laughs> so who's picking it up? Me. And it you're made out colorful. of paint. I'm made out of paint. <laughs> That's have good. A purple strand. Uh, yeah, it seems to kind of, it almost absorbs the color, and uh, it's hard to get off the ground. It's like it's stuck there a little bit. But you're made out of paint, so it's no big deal. You know, once we're done uh, logging this place and, and made uh, King's Ransom off of that, uh, we, we could look into selling the silk. We could do both. Yeah. This stuff is weird. I mean, you've even got a paint golem to like make it into colorful silk for everyone. I oh, mean, nice. if he wants for a fair wage, what are you taking me for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally putting my body into this, so no, I'm not doing it for free. You'll be paid in paint cans. Are, th- are those food to you, Palette? I don't... I mean... <laughs> I mean, would a bucket of flesh and bone and blood be food to you? If prepared properly. There yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> I have never really, I've never really thought about the, the 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 physics of how the paint golem would eat, and that's disturbing now. Uh, <laughs> there's no thinner anywhere involved here. Okay, so what are you doing once you've got this uh, bit of silk? So, like, how how big is this is the, is the bit? I mean, we call it a bit, but how big is it? Uh, well, each each connector is about as thick as probably four or five people wide. Oh, this, this, is a, this is a pretty big thing. I gotta like wheel it along the ground. Well, it depends Unless on how much took you took. Chunk. Yeah, how much did um, you take? Let's say I took out a roughly, I don't know, like, like what, cubic a, foot size. A bed sheet? Okay, cubic foot. Yeah. Okay, that sounds fair. I'm just carrying that. <laughs> Just a chunk. A chunk's worth. Yeah, just a chunk. Yeah, a chunk. Plenty right. of, uh, uh, to study. Well, now that we have our sample... fascinating things. Now that we have our sample and our uh, long-term plan, I I suggest we get back to the ship. Uh, We're getting samples, actually, before we go back to the ship. I think Kat's, ship, Kat's gonna go down and uh, I think she's gonna cut a branch off one of those trees so we have a sample of that, too. Don't you dare talk about my woman like that. <laughs> So you're heading down into the opening by yourself? Uh, I got spooks with me. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, good. That's the best answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you and your little light head down into the opening while everybody else is dreaming of riches and prizes and excitement. Oh, yeah, yeah I gotta I'm, get a sample of this. We have a sample of everything. Yeah, yeah I'm taking so vegetation cool. samples, like, oh, what sort of wood we got? Is, is there fruit? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I got a knife. I can cut through stuff. I'm good. All right, so you head down into one of the trees. Uh, they're a little weird. You're going to have to climb a tree to get into any kind of branch that you could actually cut off. That's okay, actually, because I can fly on spooks. My level up move I took take to the sky. Okay. As you get to the top of the tree... You know, this is a big little light. I was going to say, do you, do you ride on it like like Goku style? Or? Yeah, it's my fl- uh, spooks is my flying nimbus here. <laughs> okay. 
I like that. I'm like, I like that we all know what Goku style refers yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you head up, there's movement in the tree that you weren't seeing before. And it looks like it covers a lot more of this area than you thought it did. What I'm do you do? Quick, then. All right, I'm uh, going to try and be quick about this then. We're going to look for any fruit. Uh, if I can't find any, I'll just take a branch sample, cut it off. I'm going to try my best to ignore any movement I saw and fly away as soon as I get my what I came for. Okay, uh, you're going to want to defy danger, I think, then. Alright, what kind of danger are we defying here? Uh, What's the that nasty like? kind that hurts you? <laughs> it's going to be dex if you want to fly away. Okay, plus dex, I have plus two, so that gives me a ten. Alright, it's good that you're oh. as quick as you think you are. Oh wait, nope, nope, I'm wrong, my dex is plus one. Oh. I thought I switched oh. my stats around before the game. I it's made a poor decision. Hi. <laughs> It's not good that you're not as quick as you thought you were. <laughs> uh, I like to think I'm quick. There's there's a branch. You can get to it, and you can probably get out of the way before anything too bad happens. But there's also these kind of silk sacks hanging deeper in that you're noticing. Ooh. Uh, there's also something guarding those sacks you see a pair of just enormous they look like clippers slice at you as you try to take this branch yeah that's gonna end poorly all right um i see the clippers come for me i'm just gonna change my knife from going after the branch to going towards the clippers i'm gonna see if i can't defend myself there you must hate basketball oh yeah <laughs> For a moment, I thought you had said Clifford, and I was like, you mean the big red dog? There was more than one? <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh, God, we're being attacked by Cliffords. It's the island of the big red dogs, yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to give you a rough choice here. All right. You can still get the branch, but in doing so, this thing is going to knock you to the ground. Or you can get away, but you don't get anything you wanted. I think I'm going to get away for now. Um, I'm going to just sort of hold up my knife to deflect the clippers, and I'm going to fly back and not get get anything for my trouble. Okay. A giant black thing just kind of comes from the clippers and then pops back into the trees. Well, there's something in there. That's to go tell Captain about this. I'm flying back up. I, what was it? Sometimes they're so, more piratey than others. <laughs> so, hey, uh, Captain Humphrey, he sees you something living in those trees. All right. Dangerous? It tried to eat me. That's, uh, yes, that. So right. maybe. That's oh, a kind of danger. Why does my crew have to be so darn delicious? What did it look like? <laughs> Captain, oh my. <laughs> The rest of the crew nods along. They're like, yeah, we are delicious. We can't help it. <laughs> the the last one I had to bury was eaten by... We never did figure out what. But yeah, Spooks got spooked and we flew on out of there, so... Alright, uh, were there Cliffords involved? I <laughs> uh, Some sort of, like, insect thing. I don't uh, know. Uh, much, like, much better, much better. Or... 
Um, I'm going to wager there's giant spiders in these parts. From that what? would be a good guess from informed opinions. Yeah. Spiders are consistent with many, many other things going on here. All right. Uh, if everyone's satisfied, then back to the ship. I mean, they could be giant spiders, or they could be silk artisans who live in trees <laughs> and also do a lot of gardening. With disguise heavy themselves as, as giant spiders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one I or the other. I would like to see one just so I could paint it. We'll be back. I'm not giving up on this cash cow. Yeah. All right. It takes you a few moments to get back to the ship. Uh, the ship's still there. The crew's still there. But they've been kind of tangled up in this silk string as well. Ah, did that just occur? Yes. I mean, almost instantly. Oh, well, see, the thing is that uh, I we took a shortcut on the way back after I had charted that course, you see. Oh, well, then <laughs> you see these gigantic, and I mean gigantic, we're talking probably three times the size of Captain Humphrey, who is a sizable figure himself. Uh, ants crawling all over your ship. Ants. Oh. Oh. We have ants. Thanks, Sola, it ain't termites. Still bad news. <laughs> yeah, but... They may have termite friends. You don't know that. No, it's, they wouldn't be friends with termites. Ants and termites never go I watched they that never movie. Go I watched that movie. But you got back in time to do something about it. What do you do? Uh, I pull my flintlock pistol and aim at uh, the nearest ant right between its many eyes. So, I mean, with six eyes, there's like five places in between. So I got a pretty good shot. Let's hope. Uh, so this will be volley, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, that is a ten. Hooray. Excellent. A ten on volley. Uh, that means I have a clear shot. and get to deal my damage. The captain's damage is, is... Did I not write that down? I think it's D8? I did not write that down. Well, I will roll that and Captain in case... Captain gets D6. D6. Thank you, Medibus. Okay, then... Wow, you got corrected on your own game. I wrote a <laughs> lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it's a 3 for my flintlock pistol. All right. Uh, no, it's... it's a four. It comes with a plus one, so it's a oh, that's good. roll to three for a total of four damage. All right. So if it's possible for an ant to kind of jerk up as it gets shot in between the many eyes it has, it does just that, uh, and it actually falls off the ship down into the sun. Ooh, away it goes. Brutal. Shooting there. works. Jones, open up. <laughs> yeah. All right. But there oh, are five it. more, and they look like they're ready to start silking things up. Kid would like to immediately follow suit. Protect the ship. She ain't going down like this. Pull up. Giant ants are probably one of the least interesting ways that this could have ended, <laughs> Captain. Um, <laughs> she, she pulls out her short bow and uh, also uh, draws an arrow and aims it right at another one. Um, 2d6. Oh, that's that's three. Even with everything I could add to that, that's not going to hit. Oh no. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a five. Uh, the bolt goes wild, 
and manages to sink itself. You, you hear it sink itself into something with a very loud thud. Unfortunately, the smoke has cleared, and those two ships are on their way. What did my arrow hit? I think one, one of the ships. ships. Okay, okay. So you got their attention. Yes, they good. know. But it's like, oh, they're back. Hey, good. If they want to open fire on us, we can hope that they have bad aim and hit the end. What are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a wonderful mm. idea. This can mm. only end well. Thanks, Jones. Uh, I'm. What do you do? Well, the captain is uh, going for, is, is directing people to the, the guns and headed to the wheel himself. But yeah. Yeah, your your non-essential crew is already running around. They're getting ready to fire cannons. Uh, you I'm know, take off. Prepare for the next ship if um, necessary. Yeah, we're definitely just cutting the mooring lines ASAP. I think everyone kid, else in this figures, party needs to go kill some ants. Kid figures maybe she could uh, draw enemy fire for a, see if she can be a distraction, and so she takes to the uh, takes to the air and kind of kind of flies towards the the ships. Not like close, but like it's, they seem that like they're already like closing in on them. She's she's trying to draw their fire and fly away. Uh, that sounds dangerous. I mean, you can do it. Incredibly dangerous. dangerous. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, probably probably a deck for defy danger. Yeah, unless you've got a sky dancer move that fits better. Um. Well, I have leaf on the wind, but that would only be useful if I thought like uh, avoided an attack already. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. That okay. I now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, defy danger. Two d six. That's a uh, ten or eleven. Okay, that's good, because that could have hurt. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, they're already firing cannons. They want you dead, and they don't even seem to care if they get what you stole back. They just seem kind of oh. frustrated. They've been sitting there in the smoke this whole time. They didn't know where you were, and so they're just firing randomly now, which is good, <laughs> because that means that you can dodge every single shot. Yeah. Firing randomly, huh? <laughs> The kids kind of just like soaring around gracefully and, and taunting them. And you maybe can hear convince them, them to uh, fire randomly at each other. That's Ooh. a pretty good call. Do that. Do that old trick where you you get between Fly them and they both them. shoot past you, and then aha! Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's a classical <laughs> gambit. Oh, how wonderful! I remember it was in One Piece, painted around <laughs> forty-five years ago. The marksman's trickery. Uh, It was actually a a small wood, a small creature um, performed this trick on a group of hunters. Yes, Mm, it it was actually one of the uh, one a pretty important piece in early impressionist styles. Sounds like Palette really knows what's up. Success or failure, Kid is already returned uh, from her attempt by the time (laughs) Palette has finished saying that. (laughs) Okay, so if you want to make that move, if you want to kind of defy danger to get them to hit each other, I would totally let Palette aid you in the process. There's a move for that, too. You can just shout advice like this as you're doing this. Ah, yes, imitate the hunter. Well, not the hunter, the animal. Yes. Be like the, the bunyip. 
Be like the ones that are shooting at the animal. Yeah. <laughs> Alive and not dead. Be like the blue bird. Tweet, tweet. I, I will roll my 2d6s, I guess. Yes, and you will add the number of bonds you have with Kid. I, I don't think I have any bonds with Kid. So then oh, plus poor zero. Kid. Yep. I've rolled a six. Oh. You do not help. Man, Wait don't you wish you had some bonds now? Yeah, <laughs> nah. I don't know you people. <laughs> Poor Pallet. Does anybody else feel bad for Pallet? It marks an experience point. That's true. <laughs> Whenever you fail a roll, you gain one XP. Oh. Hooray! Hey. You uh, learn from your mistakes. So, uh. Never helping you again, Mark Experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, the plan is starting to get into action, and we're still gonna see a roll from Kid. But pallet shouting has attracted their attention. One of the cannonballs smacks right into the unheating three. Okay. It's not pretty. Does that uh... take out an ant? It does take out an ant, but it also damages the ship. Okay, so taking a point of stress? Yes. Okay. We're going to get to the unheating seven before this game is over. Don't you <laughs> dare. <laughs> She's the finest lady to ever hold the name. I love my ship. Uh, Alright, how does... Trigger's damage report. Oh, yeah. Really ship moves. Oh, ship God. loses stuff when it gets hit. Vehicles. Damage report. When a vehicle marks point of stress, the GM chooses. So, yeah. What are we losing? What are my options? I'm, go I'm pulling up the character sheet. Uh, choose a move the vehicle has. It loses that move. Minus one ongoing to control. Minus one ongoing to armor. It has no armor. So. Oh. Minus one or two ongoing to passengers. Uh, oh, and the poor crew. People fall off. There's a problem. A fuel leak, a broken rudder, or something else you'll need to deal with to keep the vehicle working properly. Those are all really mean options. I know which one I'd go for if I were in your place, but I won't. I don't want a backseat GM. <laughs> it's one of those funny things where when you play with your like people you've known for a long time you immediately go toward the meanest one because you know <laughs> they deserve it <laughs> <laughs> but when it's new people it's like oh, you don't want to get too mean with them yet uh, I'm going to go with minus one to control because you're going to have to fly out of here at some point uh, okay <laughs> so like it took a hit to the steering wheel or something yes we're, we're listing, which is no good for an airship. I'm sure I can fix it after this. Actually, I think you can. There's yeah. a move for I, that. I do have a repair kit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's after. This is now. What What are... Actually, she, she could start on that immediately. Yeah. I could in the middle of fighting? Yeah. Well, I guess there are ants we have to clear first. Yeah, that's stuff. I feel like that would be a we problem. Should, yeah, I think we should scene change. Hey, Jones, how are we killing these ants? Jones? Um, Jones? Oh, what? No, they got Jones! Oh, <laughs> I'm audible, right? Yeah, yes, you can hear me yes, now. You are. Yeah. Just, okay, you were before sure. that. Uh, how are we taking care of the ants? Yeah. Uh, about how many are there still on the ship? I think four, because one got pasted by the cannonball and one got pasted by Humphrey. Alright, then what I am going to do is try to uh, bounce up onto one and just try to cut it open from above and land on it. Sounds brutal. That's kind of how I do things. Uh, 
So that would be hack and slash, I assume? Yeah. Alright. Ooh, that's that's a six. That's just uh, a six. Alright, uh, you add your stats though. Do you have any yeah. strength? I don't I have zero strength. Oh. Is your weapon precise? Oh wait, um no, it's just it's reach, but it's not precise or anything. Okay. Yeah, then uh, that's a six. Yeah, I got nothing. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Uh, earlier we were having internet issues, and apparently they came back. Our uh, so-called murder monster totally whiffed. Yeah, he jumped on an ant and rolled six for hack and slash. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> you guys could... You totally could have lied to me and no one would have known. <laughs> it's in the dice roller, though. Oh, I haven't looked at that thing once. I saw the font and I couldn't stand it. <laughs> I'm taking your word on everything here. All right, yeah, so I'm just using my like, actual. Actually, I think anyway. what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to try and aid Jones here, since uh, me and him are buddies. I have two bonds with him. So All I think right. Adelina is going to do is she's going to, I don't know light his path up with spooks and have spooks watch out for all the various ants around him, keep him posted. Maybe shoot a laser at anything getting too close. So I'm going to roll aid. I also rolled a six, but I have a plus two because I have two bonds with Jones. Now we're both in trouble. Yeah, well, I'm in a spot (laughs) and you're in a spot, but at least you're succeeding now. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been much uglier. This is where we yeah, insert that uh, West Wing clip about the guy who climbs in the hole with him. Yeah. 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 Gets putting herself out there to help Jones. <laughs> okay, so the good news is you do manage... Uh, you were attacking it with rusty nails, I, I think it was. Oh, this is just a melee <laughs> weapon. This is, just, this is just my blessed sword that I have. Okay. I'm saving that... the rusty nails for something special. <laughs> Uh, we're going to give these ants tetanus no matter what happens. <laughs> Alright, that's All right. eight for damage. Alright. Okay, so go ahead and roll that. No modifiers or anything? Just a d8? Yeah, yeah. just a d8. Full damage! Nice. Oh, nice. I think you tore that apart. Yeah. yeah. You do. Uh, unfortunately, it's got this weird corrosive blood that kind of spatters out and... Uh, gets well, you're made out of liquid that got really gross yeah. kind of mixes in with you and you take four damage in the process all right uh, uh, i have one armor does that mean i take three damage yes but more importantly right. is it hurting the ship at all no the ship looks okay damn it careful <laughs> the paint job we just got a new one yesterday and the, <laughs> and the day before that etc thank you that one keeps me real busy can't say I don't like it. I, I enjoy having... You know, it's it's interesting, this unique canvas shape every day. I really can explore this canvas. Every surface. I explore uh, every surface. While everyone discusses the state of the ship and Pallet takes pride in his work, unfortunately two of the ants have managed to surround uh, the two of you. Catalina and yeah. Jones. Uh-oh. They look like they could use some help from me, then. That hasn't worked out so well so far, but yeah. You well, could... this is going to be less a an art reference type of help. 
and more, and more an art reference type of help, by which I mean I am going to spray them with extremely high speed paint. Oh yeah, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I will be volleying at them. Your detachable self. My my detachable self. And let's see what is a three and a six on the dice plus my dexterity makes eleven. Excellent. So I will roll my damage, having pierced very vital parts through their ant-like carapaces to damage. Okay. Uh, it actually takes out one of the antenna entirely, so you see this ant kind of fluttering around. He's probably yeah. very confused. Yes, it's not happy. It's thrashing about, ready to attack anything that gets in the area. Uh, thankfully, nobody's close enough to get hurt just yet. You hear the sound of cannon fire in the distance. Oh, yeah, that's that's happening. We gotta focus on these ants. I, I want to try and break through the ants so I can start repairing the ship. Okay. I think you have just the tools for that. I think I do. Going to approach the ants, I'm going to declare that it is time. Or rather, I say loudly that these creatures will be- I did not want to resort to this, these creatures will be no match for my machine's hyper cannon. And I pull a large lever, and slowly a small- a small compartment on the bottom of the box opens, and then something begins to poke out of it that actually one is too small, so another compartment opens, and then a rifle barrel points out of it. <laughs> this, uh... The ants are transfixed, they're watching this happen. This, is that a hyper cannon? Yeah, that's totally hyper. They say in Antish. Oh, good lord. <laughs> that poor <laughs> ship. That's what it's called. I don't know what it actually... I don't know if it's... It's whatever you want it to be. It's a it's, long range... Well, it's the machine. I, yes, it's the machine, obviously. Right. Uh, Two, oh, man, six. I don't, how do I attack? How do I attack here? I haven't done this in a long while. Um... Would that be volley? Yeah. Uh, that's a... That is a... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you roll 2d6 and add your dex unless you have ah. aiming systems. Oh, um... On your ma oh, machine. Only, I can only do that for um, all-out attacks. Not all attacks. Um, of hack slashes. Yeah. So I okay. can... So I'll have to use dexterity, which is flushing. Alright. So 2d6 plus 1. Okay. A... Ten. Yeah. Ooh. I guess that means I hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also rolled the eight. Now. Oh, not so great. Ooh. Waiting for this damage roll to show up. Ah, weird. I find that if it doesn't update, I hit set password again in an update. Ah, uh, yeah, they're all the dice. Oh. Well, I only rolled a only rolled a one, so oh. I I don't think I'd lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the ants were impressed by the machine, but it doesn't hurt a lot. Oh well. It is an area attack though, so it hits all of them. Oh. Yes. That's good. Pings all of them. <laughs> they look mad. They've looked away from Jones and Catalina at least. Yeah, while they're doing that, I think I'm gonna jump on one of their backs and try and stab it in the back of the head with my knife. 
That's how Catalina rolls. I do appreciate the direct approach. <laughs> when you're saving the darn ship that saved your skin so many times. I think I'm going to go for the one that's not blinded, because I'm confident in my ability to take it out. Yeah, it's kind of bucking right now, and I don't think it'd be a good idea to jump on its yeah. back. So uh, do I just deal my damage? Like, am I that level of open, or should I roll hack and slash? Are they still dangerous here? Yeah, you're still... You still they're still close to you. So right, I but they're still... looking away, so I was going to try and jump up on their back and then stab it in the back of the head. Oh yeah, go for it. Just roll damage? Yep. Okay, I did four damage. My knife sinks in deep. And you have taken out the ant. It kind of... It, it, it seizes and then falls flat to the ship surface. All right. Uh, the crew pipes up for a moment looking at Captain Humphrey. They want to know what he's doing. Oh, that's Cap- me. All the- <laughs> yeah, that's you. It's you. The crew just look. oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the captain saw the corrosive acid and he just like went into shock for a <laughs> That's going to need repainting. <laughs> I'm going to be buffing that for weeks. Anyhow. Uh, okay, so we've got two ships coming uh, upon us. Yes, uh, getting uh, closer by the minute. Closer by the minute. There are three remaining ants. That's correct. One. Oh. And oh, yeah. okay. uh, our, our control, uh, the, the ship, uh, the rudder is, is a bit stuck from taking one attack. So clearly the only thing to do is to fire uh, upon our, our assailants from afar or now I want to try some tricky maneuvering that's what I want to do. I want to keep the uh, islands between us and the pursuers. I basically want to play space Pac-Man. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, yeah. I like regular Pac-Man well enough. So, um, for this sort of uh, deft piloting, do you want me to roll plus control? Or is there a s- certain move for this I should be doing? I'm pretty sure it's just a control vehicle check. Okay, yes. so yeah, control vehicle. Awesome. Uh, since control is minus one, it's currently just at one, because she's a fast and agile ship. And also you have plus one from your, I think the captain move, you have 16 or higher whiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The captain is good at his own ship. Mm-hmm. Which means that uh, that five is a seven. <laughs> Hooray. All right, so the ship's going to shake about a bit. Yeah, that could have been uglier than it was. Uh, GM chooses one. A passenger or crew member is briefly stunned as they slam into something. You turn too fast. A sudden mechanical fault makes the situation more precarious, or the vehicle briefly spins out of control and doesn't quite go where the pilot intended. I like how mean all of those are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, you, you fire up the ship, you get everything ready, and you prepare Operation Space Pac-Man. Mhm. Mhm. Now, there's two thing. There's two things wrong here. Ship's still if full you of ants. Well, yeah. Okay. There's three things wrong here. <laughs> the okay. ship is still full of ants. Parts of the islands are still on fire. 
And Kid is still out in the sky, not on the ship. Yeah. So, you manage to make it where you've got the islands in between you. Mm-hmm. But the only way to do that is to sail back into the smoke and the fire. And away from poor Kid, who has cannons trained on her. Uh-oh. Hey, Kid is my first mate. I've got faith in her. Now we're going to see the unheeding four and the Kid too. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't think we can replace kids as easily. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what am I talking about? You can't just make <laughs> new kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, kid's just a nickname, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is like the fourth first mate. It's our, no our next kid is going to be that 55-year-old woman who is printing out the... Uh... <laughs> Toss to the next one. The accountant? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, Kid, uh, kind of, kind of seeing that um, they're leaving without her, and only that, but going back into the smoke where she can't immediately follow them, uh, she kind of panics and realizes it's time for her to get out of there as well. So um, she's gonna retreat to kind of try to lose them by like flying really close to to different rocks and, and hiding in them, different uh, little islands, and try to just like cut around and, and get out of their their line of sight and lose them and kind of reassess the situation. Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough. These are big ships. It'd be hard for them to maneuver properly. So you've got no problem finding kind of like little hidey holes and areas near the island where they're not. Mm -hmm. But you still cut off of everybody else. Yeah, and now she's kind of asking herself, uh, you know, is it time for me to commandeer a ship again? Uh, Or... Or should I just hide out because they wouldn't leave me here, probably? Um, uh, having two ships would be better than having one ship. Yeah, yeah how... One of them doesn't need the Orkin Man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say I'm in an island that's a little bit above them now. I've kind of found a vantage point and I'm, I'm looking out and scouting. Um, would I... Would I... What would I... Like, how many people would I see? Like, how... How lively are these crews? What are, what are the odds that I think... I'll probably roll an eye on this guy here, but um, what are the what are the odds of me? Uh, I guess getting it on getting on the ship undetected would be the initial goal. But hold on, right. find the it'd be probably a where's the roll? Take watch. That's what I'm rolling. Wisdom. Okay. It'd be two d six. I got a seven plus one plus two for my wisdom, so I got a ten. Okay. Good. Pull, I'm pulling it up here. I've got, like, four PDFs up that I'm looking through. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. I meant to have everything printed out. And, yeah, it just sounded like too much preparation. <laughs> okay. So... One of these ships, there's no chance. It looks like more of a military ship. Very regimented. Lots of people on there. The other looks more like the Unheeding 3. Kind of a ragtag group of crew. Mm -hmm. And most of them are busy with the cannons. It wouldn't be an issue at all. If you could actually get on undetected. There's probably about five people above deck that you can see. All right. Is there anyone like? Is there like a, like a like a mast or something like a lookout 
place like higher on the ship that that seems unattended at this point or anything? Is that like a, like a nest, like a crow's nest? She can. Yeah, there's a crow's nest. Is it, is it unattended right now? Is it? Or... You don't see anybody in there. All right. Um, I mean, I mean, in that case, she could, uh, I guess, chance it and and roll down and try to hide out in the crow's nest, and um, you know, see at the very least if they lose her and they're chasing after the ship again, then maybe they will take her out of the smoke on their own, as long as she can uh, hide out in the crow's nest, crow's nest or something long enough without being seen. Just lay low for a while. Yeah, exactly. Or I guess lay high in this instance, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks like they're they're definitely moving toward the unheating three. All right. So it's gonna be a little rough because they're gonna have to get through the same kind of uh, that all the silk webbing and the fire that the unheating three went through. <laughs> but I think they'll be okay. All right, she'll um kind of curl up to stay low and uh, pull one of her uh, costume wings kind of over her mouth so that she can you know breathe. As- they're going back through the smoke because she's very exposed to it up in the crow's nest. Right. What are the ant people doing? Wait, the ant people now? <laughs> the people dealing you with the You are the ants. ant people. I thought they were just We're the ant people. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, the people dealing with the ants are the yes. ant people in the scenario. There's <laughs> not like the race of ant people who... T- team ants. If we were playing Last Stand, we would actually be ant people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... That's on the list. <laughs> I haven't plugged that once. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. Are you <laughs> people who make silk? Yeah, they're ants and they can make silk. Hey, yeah. the, the giant up. spiders had to eat something. That's what I figure. Colony of giant ants being eaten by giant spiders that are making these silk island colonies. I gotta steal I work that in theory. silk. Such a right. good so what are you doing with these ants? There's still like three more. One of yes. them is blind. One of them is furious, yes. And all of them are dinged up a little bit because they all just got blasted by whatever the wonder laser was. And you're also in the smoke and fire. Oh yeah. You know, can't be too easy. Alright. What options do I have? I mean, I can stick with plan A, which has worked a kind of well so far. (laughs) Which is just, you know, kill things. Just destroy the ants. Actually, I think I have an idea. So one of my uh, bend light moves is I can have spooks make a wall of light that can block off, you know, passageways and such. One of these ants is blinded. I think I could probably, like, wall it off so that way it has to, like, walk off the ship. Oh, and I think about ants walk on walls, so that would only get it out of our hair. But I could make it so we only have to fight, like, one ant at a time. You can try. I'll give it a go. Let's roll my dice. So I'm going to wall it off so we only have to deal with the not-enraged ants right now. And there's too many dice here, I can't even see which ones I just rolled, so I'm re-rolling. Alright, I rolled a 6, plus my charisma of 2. Gives me an 8. Because that's what I changed my plus 2 to instead of dex. Okay. So, it'll hold. Um, I make the wall of light, but it's temporary at best. It's not going to last. Yeah, it's just long enough for the ant to crawl over the side of the ship, start crawling to the bottom of the ship. And and go all the way around. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's going. the part Ant- most likely for me to ram into something. So. Ant keeps going. <laughs> We've oh. keel hauled the ant, and the ant <laughs> seems okay with it. Ant out of our hair. We no, just that's that's good. That gets the, the the chaotic ant out, which means that I feel safer about doing this next move. Well, I'm going to try and um. I guess I guess sort of you know. Just be paint on the floor and slide over in such a way that it would be difficult for the ants to stop me, and then just get under them and stab them through their mid abdomens or thoraxes. Thorax. Which ones? Thorax. Attack the thorax. I that's hope that's part. right. I just agreed with you. Yeah, the thorax blast. is the middle part where all the organs are. Okay. You could say that oh. you're trying to blast thorax. Actually, wait, no. Thorax are on the legs, connect the abdomen is where the organs are. You blast the thorax, it won't have legs. I had no idea you knew this much about ants. Well, well I'll, that'll separate the head they've from the abdomen, They've only got, right? like, three yeah, parts. Yeah, it'll cause problems. Yeah, yeah. they've got, yeah, they got like, three parts. Got okay, head, so that's what I'm going to do, abdomen. is I'm just going to sort of collapse thorax into the floor. Up. Yeah, and... you take out, cut through that, it won't have any parts. And uh, just sort of... Alex Mack my way over, I guess. <laughs> nice. I really don't know a better word for it. I think that's a good enough word. I think we decided yeah. to call it splatooning. Yeah, I, I splatooned <laughs> my way over. Alright. Um, you know, yeah. that'll work once where they won't be expecting it, so just go ahead and roll damage, but they're going right. to be on the lookout for it after that. That's fair. I will take once. Damage says three. Okay, and since it was already had a pot shot through it, uh, you get through its thorax. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Slice up its thorax real bad. It is now many ants, many pieces of ant. Yes. No, eight, eight. We're sailing for ah. Uh, p- pieces of, never mind. Yes. <laughs> uh, six sounds easier. Yeah, we get pieces of six. Alright, now this other ant, since it seems to be the sole ant on the ship, is, it's, I guess, what is the sound an ant would make? I guess, like, clicking, chilling. Yeah, it's clicking. Clicking, Uh, lots of clicking. Yes. And uh, the other ships are kind of making their way towards you. They seem to be almost side by side, butting into each other. And so they're going to be here in no time. Okay, so uh, we, ha- having been evading, have no idea of Kid's plan to get on one. Correct. But knowing Kid as well as I do, <laughs> it seems like the sort of thing she'd try. It's honestly the safest place for her to be right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Uh, so I think really the only thing to do is... Um, Okay, when I'm rolling for cannons, do I do I have to roll control, or can I choose to roll uh, dexterity, or does it have to be? Control? You have to. Okay. You still get plus one from being so captain good at it. Okay. Got that right. Uh, so yeah, this is Humphrey Good. I'm just gonna shoot my cannons. Uh, so this is two d six plus one control plus one for being an awesome captain. That comes out to ten. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, there's so many things you can do when cannons don't fire properly. 
There's so many ways cannons can go wrong. Or you can just roll your damage. Uh, I'm going to do... I mean, since I'm firing against a ship, I should just do the one stress rather than the 2d6, correct? Yeah, that would be better. But it's tactically sound. Okay, I fire off... Uh, whichever one it, it happens to be nearer, I suppose, and in the moment of firing, takes one stress. Uh, since since you rolled well, I'll say that you're lucky and you managed to take the military ship that Kid is not that currently is not on. on. All right. And they're they're they don't know how to process this. Almost, it's like oh, they're actually firing back. You see the ship actually start to turn the other way as if they're retreating. Wow, they are the worst. Oh, dude. Are okay. they going broadsides? Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Lot, dude, no comment. Down. Let me have my moment of optimism in the face <laughs> of sheer terror. It's okay, that's what Catalina's here for, ruining that. <laughs> uh, Shine bright enough without me, remember? That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's what the captain's doing. The captain is trying to captain and uh, get these bogeys off our tail. We're just mixing up all eras of dogfight and, and <laughs> ocean-going vessel. This is fine. This is gold five. <laughs> all right, kid. You see the other ship get hit by the cannon. Are you doing anything up in the crow's nest? Um, this was the the other ship, right? Or yeah, I did not get shot at. You're safe. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, how how is this other ship responding to? That ship being fired upon. Uh, they seem happy that they didn't get hit. To be honest, like they're <laughs> they're laughing. <laughs> All right. They're not really friends here. I mean, yeah, it doesn't look very friendly. friendly. They're not they're not friends, but they're both pursuing the same target. Yeah. And you know, if if they're firing back, they could be in a panic, or they could be veering away because the other one had to turn or something like that oh they're just they they think it's hilarious yeah it sounds like they think <laughs> good they're for winning. them you know good for them uh, um i i can't really think of any any other better better option right now than to wait it out just a little bit more and see what happens um okay i, I do actually have one question though while we're at it because i i want i was considering using my my short bow again here soon um, I noticed that if you roll a seven to nine, you hit, but it takes more. You can choose that it hits, but it takes more shots, and you lose one ammo. Right. Does it mean you only lose ammo if that happens, or you lose one every single shot? You just lose a second one if you. Yeah, ammo is an abstract concept in this game. It's like you have yeah. when you have three ammo, you have lots of ammo. You fire a bunch of shots, now you have two ammo. You have less ammo. Yeah. Yeah, so you you only mark ammo when you take that as a result from a. Yeah. I see. So it's kind of like a like or emergency a similar backup move. type shots rather than. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you have yeah, plenty I, of ammo right now. I, okay. I've yeah, got yeah. Plenty of ammo. I was gonna say because three seemed really low. I'm sure it's more of an abstract concept, but I wasn't sure. In that case, yeah. Um, kid's gonna be keeping an eye out. Um, she's gonna lay and wait a little bit longer, but she wants this crew to be a little more distracted. Um, with taking action against the ship or maybe navigating out of uh, severe danger. Like okay. if there was a, one of the islands got shot and started collapsing on the ship or something. So just something that would like, you know, make you them know, veer. throwing that out there. Uh, Whatever. Also, them. just a general reminder for everyone, you always have spout lore and discern realities because knowledge is power. Yeah, we can make oh, up shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and so she she's going to look out for a um, window where she can maybe shoot some people with her arrows without uh, you know being immediately noticed. Like kind of kind of pick off a guy or two and then come down and and try and uh, commandeer the vessel a little bit. This sounds Which like a good time for, for this question. Then, how does the machine feel about all this? Uh, pardon? How does the machine? What does the machine want to do here? The machine doesn't feel anything. It's a machine. It follows its master's orders. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's fair. How does the master feel about all this? <laughs> there are no more ants, right? There's one ant still. Oh, we still need to clear that out then. Actually, can I slip by him? Like, would I be able to dash, like... Yeah, I'd say he's distracted enough by everything else going on. Actually, you know, before I do that, like, these arms are really confusing. I kind of want to understand what the... What, like... Where, like, where did they come from? What, like, are they... Are they actual ants? Are they living creatures? Why are they making silk? Okay. I, I want to try and use Let Me See That on this ant, on the dead ant. Okay, yeah, go for it. I can do. <laughs> yes, it's, absolutely. It's probably it's a stretch of the definition of the ability. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, wanna, stretching definitions is part of the fun. I want to try, I want to ask who made this about the ant? <laughs> who built you? That's good. <laughs> Metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. No. Where do we come from? Uh, well, ultimately, uh, the ant is a natural creature. Uh... Well, as natural as anything is around here. Yes. Well, I'm so, trying to discern what on earth is up with this place, I suppose. Yeah, uh, this, this, uh, it looks like this place was probably entirely colonized by these ants. They've been here for a long time because you can tell that, uh, the ant has grown larger than even the giant ants of this area would. So this is like the biggest they get. Yes. These are that's, the most. That's ants. really good to know. <laughs> I was Perhaps worried. I can. Uh, what about what has been done most recently with this or to this? Uh, someone stabbed it in the thorax. Oh. That was me. That, that was, was dead. <laughs> so there's no like I don't know magical conspiracy to behind all these events then. Oh no, these they are entirely natural. I think huh. these ants were just native to the area, and we landed on their on-fire house. That's such and... a disappointment, but I guess I'll get to repairing the ship now. It is appreciated, <laughs> as the captain groans under the weight of his sticky <laughs> wheel. The captain Hi. might want to do something. There's still cannons being pointed at the ship. All right. Well, I mean, let, let's take care of this repair action. Yeah, I'm looking up the repair quick, kit yeah. quick to refresh myself. Uh, you can spend one use to do a quick fix. You roll the jury rig move, and you ignore the slow tag when using this option, so you can just do it fast. Somehow, I feel like quick fixes are probably my character's only option. Yeah, I, I think so. Anything else I'm, would take a lot of time. That wasn't why I meant that, but sure. Oh. <laughs> also true. Let's, let's get to it. Uh, jury rig is plus int. Yes. Okay, so what's that again? Sorry. 2d6 plus your intelligence oh. modifier. And then you also add plus one because you have a repair kit. Right. Okay. Oh, 
um, at six plus another nine. You know, right. ten. A ten? A ten! Hooray! Yeah. Nice. She's two. Okay. So, uh, I sort of awkwardly kind of put some wood down and like look around to make sure no one's looking and kind of just hammer some nails and this is working, right? This oh yeah, okay. We only lost good. one thing, so we take... Uh, yeah, it loses the ongoing penalty. It loses penalty. the ongoing penalty, and I guess the other one, just by automatic choice, give the vehicle a temporary boost. Granting the oh. pilot plus one forward on the next roll involving control. Yeah, You fixed the listing issue somehow. Maybe you just added weight, uh, weight to the side until it wasn't lighter than the yeah. other side. <laughs> Great, this is what I meant to. It's a, you know, a weight rebalancing of circumvention process. Avertition. You do a bunch of techno babble that sounds impressive to everyone else. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. of the crew nods along. They totally agree with it. Art. Now that the ship is uh, back in fighting shape, it's time to uh, do something incredibly foolish. Yes. Yes. You're gonna uh, dive? We're, uh, yeah, we're gonna dive straight down into the web of silk. And use it to slingshot us around and get the drop on them. Oh, there's Excellent. no way this can go wrong. <laughs> there is no way that this will go horribly wrong. Hey, I'm rolling this plus four, so that's almost mathematically true. <laughs> snake eyes. Snake eyes. Eleven. Not snake eyes. Total of eleven. I'm actually going to look at the dice for this one. <laughs> it's a three and a four. Uh, plus two control, plus one for being a very wise captain, and uh, plus one forward from the jury rig. That makes eleven. Yeah, Jesus. no, it counts. It works. <laughs> I was totally hoping we were just going to stick to the web, like you just drop down and stick. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what did you think would happen? Stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you rolled great. So that's some fancy flying. Exactly how advantageous is our new position? I think you also squished the ant that was wandering the bottom of the ship at the same time. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'd say so. And one. Uh, <laughs> Captain Humphrey blows the dust off of his wooden knuckles on his left hand. <laughs> I would say that you are in position to slingshot over the other ships where Kid could easily grab on in a fit of daring do. It sounds and go along with the rest of you. And then we'd also be traveling very fast away from those ships in a direction they're not facing. Correct. Yeah. Give him the slip. Uh, how do you Pretty think good. she got the name, boys? Because <laughs> she doesn't the... listen to sense. <laughs> <laughs> and also at the same time, uh, Kid was actually peeking out of the crow's nest and lining up an arrow at um, the navigator. Okay. So, uh, if you know, if you sync up pretty well, then they wouldn't really even have a means to pursue. Well, I mean, they would, but they'd probably take them probably a little bit before they even realize they're I think they'll dead. be upset if their oh. navigator has an arrow sticking out of his chest. <laughs> I mean, that'll be distracting. Them, but we'll be so gone, and they won't immediately notice, like, oh, hey, why aren't we turning yeah, around? That'll be let's, distracting. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's take a volley here. So, uh, with the distraction. Uh, the fact that you're hidden, I think you could just 
make that shot. I don't think there's any oh, okay. issue there. Okay, sure. In that case, an arrow right in the back of the uh, the navigator, while everyone's preoccupied and probably doesn't notice right away. Yeah, the navigator. You actually see them bit pinned to the the wheel of the ship. <laughs> she kind of chuckles to herself. She's kind of satisfied with uh, that. It's a fitting place to be. <laughs> and then I suppose uh, that's about whenever the unheating three comes whipping by, and she gets ready to. She sees it hurtling towards her, and, and makes a daring leap at it. Yeah, I think take to the sky. A little more of a daring, kind of flying towards it, but yeah, I, I, so a little more controlled. Yeah, so. Uh, Defy danger or take to the sky? I think take to the sky. It has specific stuff for flying in a dangerous situation. Yeah, yep. it does, yeah. Um, in that case, let's uh, do a roll here. So, 2d6. I got a 7 plus 2 is a 9. Uh, I think it's hardly, I don't think I have anything else to yeah. up it. That's a 9. get there. But you have to choose one of those. Yeah, so the threat is waiting for you when you get there. The winds are uncooperative, and you don't get there as quickly as you'd expect. Or your landing is better described as a crash. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, All, yeah. all things considered, it was pretty haphazard in last moment, so she kind of crashed back on board of the uh, Unheating 3. Kid just goes through one of the portholes and bounces around inside a bit. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's call that about 5 damage. Alright. Sort of crash and roll across the deck. Ooh. But she sticks the dismount. Hey! I applaud politely. <laughs> Can bow and says, Did you miss me? Uh, nope. Picked you up just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh. Little James Bond, I never miss. There we go. Great. The crew looks disappointed in the joke, not in the dismount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything. Everyone's still very, very pleased with the dismount. Well, five point yes. two from the French judge. <laughs> it's a five-point scale. Jones looks towards the other ship and wonders if they have room for another member of their crew. Uh, well, uh, I think any crew would be happy to have a war machine on board. Yeah, probably. The, the captain gets off the wheel and hands off to uh, one of the nameless crew members. And uh, ticks off the location of these islands on his charts. Just we'll for future back. reference, yeah, I don't think this job's gonna go down uh, immediately. No, maybe not. In fact, we've it's got a another. Infested. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle of another job at the moment. Uh, so the captain's gonna go down to the cargo hold, and that uh, that other ragtag group, well, uh, they were after us for that intermediate step in the plan. Uh, is just some, uh, just, you know, valuable treasure or whatever. What's really interesting is what the military was after. The crown prince of their island nation. Oh. Oh, that's what you had in the bottom <laughs> of the ship? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I pocketed some of their jewels while uh, they weren't looking either, so they're not too happy with, like, half the crown jewels missing in, in my pockets. I think they're a little more concerned about the crown prince. Well, yeah, obviously. It was a good opportunity. They're going to be less mad at me for this. <laughs> oh, okay. 
so I, I, I walk up to uh, Prince Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And, uh... Hello? Hello, Jeffrey. Uh, it's your old pal. <laughs> shake his hand. And he's so very thankful that we made it look like uh, kidnapping, so they aren't going to suspect that he was trying to defect all along. Oh. I'm sure he doesn't know about uh, Catalina's thievery either. Thought we were ransoming for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that w- that could have been an ugly turn. Captain Humphrey's not so great. We're not monsters. We're just willing to make it look <laughs> that Half way. Of okay, hey, Two of you are monsters, them. very certain. We established that earlier. And I'm pretty sure I'm a monster in the metaphysical sense. More of a concept-given form. Okay, at least one of you is a monster made out of rusty nails. And <laughs> I am definitely a monster. <laughs> John Jones has his way of doing things. Yeah. Just imagine Jones kind of like slightly distressedly shouting, I am definitely a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't doubt me, I'm really a monster, guys. <laughs> you know, he didn't fire nails at the ants even once. I really kind of doubting the monster thing. Oh. He did tear one apart with his bare hands. Yes. Yeah, but everybody did that. <laughs> Consider this. Maybe my hands... I just have nails for fingers. Oh God! I can, Nem- I can. Nobody hug Jones. Body. No. Maybe I just punched it with nails. <laughs> Consider this. Oh, please, no one hug Jones. There, are, there are a lot of nails inside. <laughs> I'm My glad we established 50% that. Nails. <laughs> by by mass or by volume? By both. <laughs> Oh, that's horrifying. Ah. Huh. What the fresh hell was that? Yeah, we all heard that, right? The ringing? Yeah. That was my cat sitting okay. on the couch. I'm okay. scratching. So. Jones has a cat? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> they don't hug. Yeah, they never hug. Okay, Jones's makeup is like 50% water, 40% nails, 10% a cat floating around. <laughs> It's a very tough that cat. Can't survive in water inside a rainlord. I do have several fish. I'm going to ask Clove <laughs> to illustrate that. I have to see this. Yeah, There's this definitely is... at least one fish inside. So you're telling me that that Jones is basically a really rusty aquarium because that's cool yes. as hell, actually. It's an anglerfish because I'm made of shadow wool. It's very dark water, so let's just say it's an anglerfish. Or some equally hideous deep-sea creature. The fish <laughs> is also a monster. Fish that's oh. just like a ring of teeth all the way around. Disgusting. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm so glad we've uh, evaded the danger only to have whatever this is. It's <laughs> harmless. Uh, but yeah, he's done good work around the ship. Jonesy. Well, call me that. Uh, that's what I call the cat. I call it Jonesy Cat. Okay. Uh. Yeah, the crown prince seems enamored of the cat. Not so much, you know, the, the nail monster, but he really likes the cat. <laughs> Are you referring to me or the actual cat? <laughs> the actual oh. cat. <laughs> oh. 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 Ooh. 
this was inevitable. ordinary cat. Nothing unusual is <laughs> right, about so this cat. Alright, so where are we cat. taking this uh, prince, Captain Humphrey? Well, uh, that's what I'm down here to find out. Where do you want to go, Jeffrey? He looks sheepish for a moment as looks I, down at his feet. I hope wherever it is, it has that second half of the payment we were promised, Jeffrey. <laughs> I just wanted a bit of adventure, Captain Humphrey. I didn't want to go anywhere specific. And I don't have any money. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, I, sh I should have stolen Holds half Jeffrey the crown jewels the if I oh, knew that. Jeffrey. Uh, oh, Catalina's not Sharon. Uh, well, I'll be taking this back then, and uh, his bait from the other pirate crew, which I still haven't come up with a good idea for. <laughs> that thing that we took. That that thing the that enticed him. The control module. Yeah. For something. <laughs> something important. Ah, yes, the diadem. The diadem. We'll be keeping that, and no, uh, not the diadem. Well, it's it's either this or the second half of payment you apparently lied about. So either make that truth, or uh, we'll be keeping this instead. I thought I could be a new crew member. That would be the payment. I already hate this guy. Um, well, right. dweeb. Let's let's give him a a fair shake. What are your seafaring, skyfaring skills? Uh Yeah. How much of you is made of nails? <laughs> we don't this need a second batch made of nails. Just think it needs to be at least five percent nails. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. We've got a lot of bases covered, and I'm not sure what this guy's niche is going to be on the let, crew. Let me talk to Jeffrey, okay? I want to talk to the paint golem. See, Jeffrey, <laughs> you know, we actually have something in common here, which is that. When I joined up with Captain Humphrey, you know, he asked me the same thing. What are, what are your skills? And I, you know, I knew how to paint. You know, that's what I had learned from my artist. But what I, what I found is that, you know, I could sort of, you know, I thought deeply about who I am, what I am, what I can do. And I developed new skills that would be more useful to him. And also, I paint the ship all the time. I yeah, understand that. that you're still basically okay with the job I'm doing there. Yes, Captain? Uh, there's like a tie-dye thing on the stern. I love it. Alright. <laughs> it's, so, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't want to be permanent, but I imagine it won't be. Oh, but like, right. for, for now, it's lovely. This canvas is too beautiful to keep the same for more than a week or two. But, Jeffrey, think about just who you... And let that be how you help. Uh, I'm really good at lying about having the second half of the payment. Are you good at lying about other things? He's unfortunately good about lying about that specific thing. <laughs> That's kind of my specialty, but I could learn. Okay, okay. He looks, yeah, I mean, he's you, looking you, real sheepish here. <laughs> You, you've shown that you're, you, you're good in one situation. Maybe we can expand that to more situations. We can explore this lying canvas space that you have before you. We can find more people for you to lie to. And oh, then I like we can that. develop a technique, develop a form. 
The captain and painting are both out. The captain is more concerned about the lies he told his very uh, powerful royal family. Uh, about, oh, I oh, couldn't lie to them. They know exactly what happened. They know this was the most strangely chartered trip in the history of, that I know of, anyhow. Oh, well, I gave them your identifying information. What if they need to come get me? They already tried. I just fired a broadside at them. <laughs> or their, their uh, uh, associates. Oh, there's so many more where that came from. <laughs> you're not uh, understanding that that is a problem you. for me. Jeffrey, <laughs> you're not thinking about the canvas. You're out so right about now, out I think. The canvas. Catalina's gonna go upstairs, because I just remember that there's a third ship somewhere also looking for us. Right. I'm gonna go keep a lookout for the people who are probably after those jewels I stole. Nothing so far, but that's a good idea. Oh yeah, uh, there's the third ship that was also after our main cargo, which is now Crown Prince Jeffrey. Yeah, so, that's the one I'm looking for. There's the people we stole Crown Prince Jeffrey from, the uh, uh, rivals who wanted him, and then the other pirates for who we stole the diadem from to get him. Yes. Yes. That is how it shakes out. Well, Jeffrey, I got my eyes on the sky. To be honest with you, your technique needs work. Well, I'm kind of new to all this, Mr. Paint Golem. Uh, please, uh, no, Mr. and my name is Pallet. I'll never remember that. <laughs> I Ow. think you liked me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you, Jeffrey. An honest thought. I'm hey, actually not very good at lying. Okay. I'd like right. to. I've been talking like to, to this discern. guy for. I've been talking to this kid for a while, and he's he's fucking full of shit. <laughs> like, okay, I want to discern realities. Yeah, like, yes, I want to right, discern yes, realities yes. to see through this. I aspect. think we all want that very much. I, I want you to let me see that on the kid. The what role, did this do? Who made this? <laughs> so I just add wisdom to this. Yeah, yeah. 2d6 plus wisdom. Alright, uh, that's... Um, I think that's a 10. Ayo! Yeah, one 5 on the dice, plus 1 from my whiz. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, uh, I will paint golem. Well, actually, we kind of knew that, didn't we? <laughs> what's that? I said, you're a very analytical paint golem, but then I remembered everything you've said this session, and yeah, we knew that already. <laughs> I, I know it was your role, I also I also wanted to do it, so I'd just like to submit one of the questions. Okay, yes, definitely me. fine. Who's really in control here? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> actually was going to be on my well, so I'm glad we agreed. Jeffrey got out of the kingdom, his parents still know what's up, he's not paying you, and he's sassing you, so he probably is in control here. Yeah, I feel like uh, he's doing a great job just conning the shit out of us. <sighs> this is this is bad. This is bad news. Oh, you pallet. What is about to happen? By our losses, I mean him. We should cut him. Uh, he's gonna get cut, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a knife. I have a spare. Well, I, have a, I have a plan. much better plan. We do. We have ways of doing this on ships. Oh, are we going to make him walk the plank? Not entirely. What's the third question? 
I was gonna go with uh, what he is not what it appears to be. What's his actual motive here? Those were the exact three questions I was going to ask. Good. Those are probably we're the same age. Really, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, we're both very good at this. You forgot <laughs> what's valuable to me. <laughs> what's valuable to me is art. Yeah. I already know the answer to that. Uh, there's one. We already have the diadem. There's one problem here. Uh, the crown prince has always been described as tall, uh, kind of nice black wings, and uh, typically as the crown princess. You have a crown prince. This is just some guy. Still got the crown jewels. Why are people chasing after us, then? That's, Unless that seems the to be the new the question. Success is not is the actual deception. The de- we have finally uncovered the truth. Not the full truth, though. We've uncovered. We've, we've peeled away a layer of lies and found. Yeah. And we found more deeper, lies. Found more lies, but perhaps more interesting lies. So. So, what's life like at the castle? It's fun, but not as fun as flying on a ship. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's lying. You're doing, Jeffrey. You you've never been in the castle. He sighs, and you hear his voice deepen. No, mm, haven't. I might have lied a few times. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yes, we've established this. Yes, mm, very good. I am the crown prince. Of? Of the kingdom that we haven't of? named yet. Um, but I was taken away at a young age. By? Pirates. Pirates. I wouldn't call this a young age, uh, unless it's a recurring event. <laughs> it happens a lot, you'd be surprised. Taken from whom? Taken from where? I need a more complete picture here, Jeffrey. We have to overthrow the current king. I'm the rightful king. Mm, what makes you the rightful king, Jeffrey? Little Jeffrey. Little Jeffrey who would be king. Uh... <laughs> The thing about overthrowing a king is we might actually get paid for this. Or paid for delivering him back and having him taken out, too. I guess. (laughs) He's in a bad position, wow. Yeah, so, like... (laughs) Jeffrey. Jeffrey. So, um, here's the deal. Given that you're a known schemer against the, the crown... Guilty. They'd probably very much like to uh, separate your head from the rest of your body. They're probably keen on that, and they'd probably, probably uh, be willing to overlook a whole lot of other stuff that we've done if we just sort of hogtie you and drop you off on their doorstep. So uh, give us good reasons to not do that. <laughs> Alright, folks, uh, unfortunately we hit some technical difficulties of the power outage variety. So, 
Yeah, all that stuff with Jeffrey, instead of being uh, the second chapter of our adventure, is now a cliffhanger! And we're going to be meeting up to uh, continue this at a later date, we promise. So, uh, apologies, and I hope you had fun. You can uh, find Inverse World on DriveThruRPG in both Dungeon World and Fate Accelerated Edition flavors. Uh, and if you want to see more from uh, Mikan, uh, that's funhavergames.com. Got a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, and uh, Or search uh, DriveThruRPG for Jacob Randolph uh, as a publisher. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.